Hi, welcome back to another What's Up podcast. I am the What's Up associate editor, Jocelyn Murphy, and we're so excited to have Lila Coogan. Yes. That's, am I saying that correctly? <laughs> yep. Lila Coogan in the office with us this morning. It is morning for us here. Uh, you know, who knows when you'll be listening to this, <laughs> but today we are in our podcast studio the day after Anastasia, the Broadway tour of Anastasia has opened at the Walton Arts Center. So Lila, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Yes. So the show opened in Fayetteville last night. How was, you know, New City? How, how did the audience feel? How was the show for you on your side? The show was awesome. The audience was great. Uh, what a warm reception to like such a great night. So yeah. good, good. I was there as well. So I saw it on opening night. I've, uh, been looking forward to this show since they announced the season last year. So um, I'm a big fan of the movie. So I am very much that demographic who will remember the 1997 animated movie and was excited for that reason. But uh, it was beautiful and we had a great time. Yay. Awesome. So yes. glad. So tell me a little about your background before coming onto the show. Were you familiar with the films? Were you familiar with the show? How did you get brought on? Yeah. So I'm... Um... I loved the movie growing up, of course. <laughs> um, you know, she was definitely my favorite princess. Uh, I love that she had a little bit of spunk and sass to her. Um, so I was super drawn to her as a kid. Um, so as soon as I found out that this was going to be a musical, I was just excited that it was going to be a musical. Uh, I never thought I'd be in it. <laughs> um, I'm really lucky and blessed. I've worked with Lynn and Steven a couple of times now uh, prior to this project. Um and so, and that's the there are composer and lyricist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were they worked on the film as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew when it was going to Broadway that I also would just have to go and support them because they've been such important people in my life. So I saw it on Broadway and I wrote them. I was like, it was so amazing. And then honestly, I you know kind of just lucked into an audition. Um, they they had nothing to do with me coming into the room. Um, they had no idea I was going to be there, so when I got called back, it was like this whole surprise for them, and that was really awesome. Uh, but I, I actually took a class with someone who worked on the Broadway show, and they were like, yeah, you should you should come in for the show. And so they brought me in, and the rest is history. So if I hadn't taken that class, I wouldn't be here today. So I'm really <laughs> happy that I did. <laughs> yes, and so if you're listening and the word, the name, the movies, Anastasia's not ringing any bells, It this, this story is kind of interesting because it has several places of source material. It is based on, uh, loosely, the real-life myth that um, the Romanov family, uh, when at the height of the Bolshevik Revolution, they, uh, you know, took down the Romanov family and there was a myth that the youngest daughter, Anastasia, survived. That then translated to a 1956 live action dramatic film with Ingrid Bergman. Mm -hmm. The film we are talking about is the 1997 animated movie, which again, I was a huge fan of. That was also a musical. Um, so yeah, lots of places for source material, really interesting history there. And tell me about how some of those elements come into the stage version. Yeah. So a lot of um, people like to say that this staged version is the movie, but grown up and set in reality. So we don't have a talking bat. We don't have Rasputin. <laughs> um, there's no underworld that we venture to. Um, and magical spells, you know, that doesn't exist in this show. It's real people dealing with real problems. And so we really did pull from history and learning about, uh, you know, the Bolshevik Revolution and what 
that time was like. We really did pull from those things to create the world that we are in for the show. And especially with um, the characters, you know, Anastasia, there's so much documented about who she was as a person, how she acted and how she behaved and she was very cheeky and she was kind of like the trouble child like she always was pulling pranks and things like that um but she also had this like overwhelming sense of compassion so they really tried to write those qualities into Anya my character um to kind of pay tribute and honor to a young woman whose life was taken from her brutally at such a uh, young age mm-hmm. yeah just realizing we didn't even say who, who you play because <laughs> I was just so excited to jump into talking about the show yes so you play Anya yes yes and <laughs> she's the title character can I say that yeah she's the she's the main character of yes the show. she's the, the title main, character. okay yes. yeah <laughs> so not to give anything away but <laughs> yeah okay so a couple of the other things that really struck me in seeing the show last night were the costumes, <laughs> the set, of course the music. Uh, like you said, it's the same uh, composer and lyrics team that worked on the 97 film. So if you are a fan of that movie, uh, the big, your favorite songs will be part of it. There's quite a few new ones. You get to dig into some of the characters that you didn't have time to in the animated film. So there's just so many great elements of the show. Yeah, we're really, really lucky. Um, I think that our team is the best of the best. So I'm always honored to, like, wear their costumes or sing their music, uh, play on their set. Like, and they're also all the best people, so it just makes everything so much better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first act takes place in Russia mm-hmm. after, you know, Anya has lost her family. She's kind of wandering in the world, can't remember who she is or where she comes from. And then the second act... Uh, takes place in Paris. So we have two completely different worlds, um, you know, two completely different, uh, you know, it's Paris in the 1920s, and then it's, you know, like just after revolution in the, in Russia, and so they're very different um, atmospheres too, and a lot of that is translated through, you know, like, like we're talking about the costumes and the incredible set. I've seen video boards used before, but never quite like this. <laughs> it was a really incredible set. Yeah, um, and actually, when the show opened on Broadway, those video boards were not around. So we are actually one of the first shows to have those video boards. Um, You know, uh, they're they're really awesome. And I think what I do love, though, about our set design and, and our costume design is that even though Russia is going through such a dark time, you still see so much beauty in it. Like when we're talking about Petersburg and singing about their homeland, we're not... We don't want to send the message that Russia is not a gorgeous and lush place. It just was going through a really hard time, you know? And so um, whenever I get to catch a glimpse of Petersburg at night, that's what we call um, the background when uh, Dimitri's singing his his love song to his homeland. Um, it just, it's filled with like these beautiful reds and pinks and water. And it's just, it it just feels so gorgeous. So I, I I do think it's so important to acknowledge how how beautiful Russia was before it was taken over. Mm-hmm. And all of these people, there's a really wonderful uh, number just before you get on a train um, where the whole cat, like everyone just seems to stop and it's very sad. It's very mournful. They, 
they sing another love song to their country. And that was really moving for me to see these people who felt like they had no other option but to leave, but they still are saddened by it. They love this place still. Yeah, and I think that that song rings true nowadays for a lot of people. And I think that um, that song it's is really one of the only still moments in the show where there's not a lot going on just simply saying goodbye to something that you love so deeply but know isn't isn't helping you or serving you anymore um and for them it's this place and it's uh it's the one of the hardest numbers to get through honestly just because it is such a strong it's written so beautifully and so perfectly and also if you are a fan of the movie they repurpose some of in the dark of the night into that song Mm -hmm. which i think is really cool um but yeah, it's it's that song um it touches you in a way that I think is so important and so heart heartbreaking, honestly. It, it it's not a happy number. Mm-hmm. There's nothing happy about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are quite a few happy numbers though. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, the the act 1 finale. I guess I won't say what song it is, but it's one of my favorite songs and <laughs> incredible last night the the audience when you finished they were just speechless i I think we can say what song it is if you want yeah 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 it's journey to the past yes (laughs) (laughs) um it's it's definitely like the most popular song Mm -hmm. from the from the movie and probably from our show and it's it's one of my favorites to get to sing every night because i get to give myself a pep talk every night so like no matter what i'm going through even if i'm feeling good if i'm feeling bad no matter what i give myself like an awesome pep talk every night like literally the world's best pep talk um (laughs) and like there's nothing better than seeing a young woman be like I'm taking charge of my future and I'm doing this. So that's, I love getting to sing it every night. Yes. So we touched on the costumes. Uh, You um, get to wear some more fun pieces in the (laughs) second act when you're in Paris. Um, I actually spoke with uh, Linda Cho, the costume designer, um, for our preview piece that we ran in What's Up. You can find that online at, uh, or under the features tab at nwaonline.com. So we already ran that. That was to preview the story. Um, And Linda, uh, I loved getting to speak to her because she told me, you know, told me about some of the research that she does and and then getting to bring in um, some elements from the movies. You know, she she mentioned um, there's a gown that Anya wears to the ballet. She Mm -hmm. said that was a piece that they wanted to tie into the movie because people loved that dress so much. And so, and then the royal family of course exists in this world and so she designed all of these extravagant luxurious costumes for them tell me about you know some of those for you do you have a favorite dress do you have a favorite piece that you like seeing someone else wear um oh my gosh I have so so many uh favorite pieces that other people wear (laughs) um I of course I love my dresses as well come on that blue dress is absolutely stunning um I love my favorite dress in the whole entire show is probably our Dowager Empress Joy Franz's ballet ballet mm. dress. Um, it's that black gown with the long train and the up close the the pattern is so gorgeous. I I'm definitely like more of a muted girl. Like I like blacks and beiges and whatever. I'm not like I usually don't wear bright colors. So I'm like I would wear this dress in real life. Like I want <laughs> it so badly. Um, 
and Joy knows how to rock it. She loves to like swish it around and <laughs> she whatever. Was doing that. Um, yeah, she, she does scene. it every night. She lives for that moment. That's probably her favorite moment in the show. Um, and of course, like my my blue dress is I as someone who was a fan of the movie, getting to wear that is like so awesome. It's like the movie dress but on crack. It's even mm-hmm. better. Like it's so gorgeous, <laughs> and the sparkly cape behind me is so cool. Um, and what Linda does is she, like you said, she does so much research, and she not one thing about our costumes is accidental. And I, I that's what I admire so much about her. Um, even like my first act costume, that that jacket is stunning. Um, and she was talk talking about how. When she designed it, the belt, she intentionally made it oversized and, like, it's set in the other direction, I believe, because she wanted it to be a man's belt that Anya had found on the ground and had to use to keep her coat closed. Mm. Like, that's, like, such a crazy, like, it's a belt, and that's, that belt holds a story. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's what makes her the best of the best. Mm -hmm. That's why I love... Uh, listening to interview and, and Linda and I talked about this, you know, listening to interviews or watching interviews with costume designers from from any realm. Mm-hmm. That's because yeah, they they make decisions based on yeah, Anya found this belt, but also um, sometimes they'll make decisions in the in the costumes reflective of you know how that character is feeling that yep. day. You know, it's it's stuff I would never yeah. think of. It's well, and amazing. if you look at the palettes, like when they're in Russia and they're um, struggling, they don't have, they have, they're all in muted colors. They're all in these darker colors. And then as soon as we get to Paris, all of a sudden there's like all these lush, gorgeous, pretty paisley mm-hmm. pinks. And like Anya's wearing white. Like she would never have worn that in Russia. You know what I mean? Um, or even in the ballet, Anya's the only one in a color that's not black or brown. And that's intentional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, <clears throat> let's talk a little about uh, road life. What does road life <laughs> look for you? What kind of, or look like for you? What kind of things do you like to check out in a new city? Yeah. So I always find a coffee place. That's like the first thing I do uh, whenever I get to a new city. Um, I like to, you know, I try to see, like, anything that, like, people recommend. Like, I don't get a ton of free time on the road, to be honest. (laughs) I'm usually doing the show, so, or sleeping so I can do the show. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I like to do those things. Um, Road life can be very difficult, so it's really important to uh, find your routine and and stick to it. And how long have you been with the tour? I've been with the tour since day one. I'm the original Anya, so. (laughs) See, so you have to, you have to see the show. You'll see the original tour (laughs) Anya, and you'll see some of the first uh, uses of these video boards, and it's, I mean, uh, among all the other reasons you should see the show. Um, So I know you mentioned you uh, had done work with uh, Lynn and Steven, mm-hmm. yeah. Lynn and Steven before, and you've done work on Broadway before. Is this your first tour? So yeah, this is actually my first job out of college, and it would be my first tour. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah. So what was that transition like? I know you've been on tour a while now, but yeah. what was that transition like taking something, station, like going from a stationary work to now you're in a different city almost every week? Yeah, so I actually, I really wasn't working in theater uh, at all before this job, so um I can't really recall what it was like to do a show stationary. Uh, I mean, our longer sit-downs, sometimes we're in a place for, like, more than a week or two, and so those give me an idea of what it would be like if I were lucky enough to be on Broadway again. Um, But I, uh, yeah, I think for me, it was a crazy transition because I went from not setting foot on a stage for three years to literally leading out a national tour. Um, 
So it was kind of scary, daunting. I was like, oh my God, can I do this? Um, you know, and I'd never like traveled like this before. Um, I'm not the best at traveling and now I've gotten <laughs> so much better, but I like overpack and I get anxious and all those things. So learning how to manage that has been super rewarding for me because I feel like I did something I never thought I could do. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's a completely different ball game touring than uh, sitting down. I've talked to some of my friends about it and, you know, you open up every week. So we get reviewed every week. So it's very important to take care of your mental health that way because it's never easy to be reviewed. And, and when you do a Broadway show, you get reviewed the one night and then you, you get to move forward and just focus on the show. And that is not something that you get to do on the road. That for, for all of us, we are every week putting ourselves back out on the line. Um, and, you know, there's different allergies in every city and there's different beds and different pillows. It's like everything changes from city to city. So it's that's why it's so important to have your routine and your people and to, like, listen to your body and your heart and your soul. Um, because, yeah, it's it's about the long game, not the short game. So. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you taking from Anya or just from this production, from the show, that's going to impact your craft moving forward? Um, I think for me, what I take away from Anya is uh, that it's okay to be determined, and that doesn't mean that you have to lose, like, your empathy and compassion um, for other people. I think that that's super important, especially nowadays. Like, compassion and empathy are things we really are lacking. <laughs> uh, so I think it's really, really great that she has all those qualities, but it doesn't doesn't deter her from what she needs or what she wants, and it doesn't stop her from being ballsy and it doesn't stop her from like grabbing the bull by the horns and, and getting things done um and just from this experience you know I I'm so humbled uh this has just been the most rewarding and um informative and uh, gosh like it's just been the best journey for me and um I'm really, really grateful that they took a chance on me and I will never be able to thank them enough for for doing that and um, yeah, it's just, it's been really wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you? Do you have any social media you'd like to plug or anything? I literally just have an Instagram. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do Twitter. Um, probably for the best. I, yeah. I'm like, no one needs to know what's going on in my head. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Lil Coogs, L-I-L-C-O-O-G-S. <laughs> um, yeah. That's Perfect. Me. Everyone says I should get a TikTok. My friends are like, you'd be really funny at TikTok. I'm like, oh, gosh. That's the new thing. That's the new thing. I know that I'm just past that. I, yeah. I wouldn't be able to get into it. <laughs> Our two little ones are obsessed with it. Because we have two girls, two little girls on the show with us. And I might get one just because I want to follow my little ones. Um, you know, but I don't know how TikTok works. Do you follow people? I don't know. Exactly. We'll I see. don't know. <laughs> but, like, my friend the other day was like, download TikTok with me. We're going to do it. And she's killing it in the TikTok game. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not as good at those things as she is. So, <laughs> anyway. Well, there's always, there's always more and new social media platforms. That's so true. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Lila, thank you so much again for being here. Uh, love the show. Thank Everyone you. go see it. So it opened, uh, as I said, today is the day after opening night. So it opened Tuesday, March 10th at the Walton Arts Center in Fayetteville. It is showing through Sunday, March 15th, but it sounds like there are limited tickets for all of the shows. So if you're interested you need to get on it because I don't know how many are left. Um, but that's great. Uh, we, I'm so glad that uh, we can give that warm welcome to you guys, and we're so excited to have uh, you know 
this is the first national run of a brand new show. It's been out for a couple years, but still a brand new show. So it's so exciting for us too. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. Uh, and if you are looking for those tickets or more information, you can find that at the Walton Arts Center's website at waltonartscenter.org, or you can call the box office at 443-5600-5600. Uh, Lila, thank you so much. Thank you.